Hello, everyone. Welcome to back to the Cheap Seats. It's episode three. I'm here with Ella again for our uh, third episode, and we're going to get on today. We got a new format. We're going to do this a little differently. Uh, so we're not doing an official news segment. We're going wrestling first, football second. The show's pretty much split in half. If I don't know if the time's going to work out that way, but um, but that's how we're doing it today. And uh, we're finishing with football, so... And that's going to include college and NFL in case you were worried. All right. So we got a lot to complain about and talk about today. So uh, let's just get into our first segment. We're going to get into the AEW segment because that's the start of the wrestling. That's, that's the meat of it. That's the meat of it. We're going to get into this. So, cause we got grand slam this week, AEW grand slam. We got four hours of wrestling Hell yeah, we do. cumulatively on uh, two hours, Wednesday and two hours, Friday. Yeah, AEW Grand Slam is in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, AEW is pretty much going to be outselling WWE for for this whole event, but they also are selling more seats. So, I mean, it makes sense. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into some predictions here. So, for Dynamite, Dynamite, first show of the week, uh, CM Punk is going to have his live interview leading up to his match with Will Hobbs on Rampage. Um, it's probably going to be great because CM Punk doesn't lose on the mic. And also, Taz, that, it means Taz is going to be involved. So that'll, that'll make it fun. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Taz has to be involved in every storyline, every time. I want to see him. I want to give him a live microphone and just let him go. Also, Will Hobbs being accompanied to the ring by Hook. We're all very excited about that. The Hook's never going to do anything. Hook, Hook is absolutely going to do something. Hook's in gear in the new promotional photos. We're getting closer to his wrestling debut. Hook's in gear? Yeah. You should go look. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hook versus CM Punk debut match. I wonder when we're going to see him on... Uh, wonder when we're going to see him on Dark, managed by Taz. Oh, that'll be fun. Taz leaves the, the, the commentary table just for, just for Hook's matches. Then just walks right back up there. Richie Starks takes his place on commentary while he's uh, managing Hook. Exactly. Perfect. Speaking of people that can talk, MJF um, versus Brian Pillman is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Just the last two weeks, MJF just absolutely dumpstered the city of Cincinnati. And then and then just, just rubbed... The the I guess I guess you could say the legacy of Brian Pillman Sr. in the faces of everybody. He 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 tried to do kind of like a seance at the last dynamite. And uh he said to uh he, he said to Brian Pillman Sr. uh that Brian Pillman Jr. should not take this match because he will die. And while he was doing this, uh, MJF was not talking up. He, he started talking down as if Brian Pillman Sr. was in hell. This is insane. <laughs> no one does it like MJF. No one has been doing it like MJF for like, I don't know, probably 30 years. Dude just doesn't care. I don't know how, I don't know how he gets away with any of the stuff that he says or does. Like, he's got no I'm conscience. I'm glad he does, though. 
I'm glad he does as well because it's I really entertaining. I can't wait for Brian Pillman Jr. to kick his ass. I absolutely love the build-up for this. He's the salt of the earth. You can't beat him. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. It's going to be really, really And fun. you know what else is going to be a fun one? I get to do the Sedway this time. Okay. Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR and Tully Blanchard. Probably the match I'm looking forward to most on this entire show. It's going gonna, it's gonna to set up the old man match. <laughs> old man fight. I want to see the dad fight. I want them to run this one back. Sting and Tully Blanchard have had some of the greatest matches in the history of professional wrestling. And we're going to get to see another one. And, and you know, you just know the crowd's going to be super into it because Sting is actually going to be wrestling. Oh, absolutely. It's just yeah. going to be fantastic. This is another one that my dad does not believe is actually going to happen. Well, I tell him you, these things. I tell him Sting's going to wrestle on a pay-per-view. Okay, now Sting's going to wrestle on TV. And he's like, no, he ain't. Well, he is not. He's seen it before. He, didn't he, didn't mm-hmm. he see, he saw Double or Nothing. No, wait, no, he wasn't there for that. We, we, we watched that. Uh, was Double or Nothing the one where we had to go get the TV from my apartment and bring it over to the RV and then go back? No, I think that was Full Gear. Uh, Double or Nothing was over the summer, and I don't think your family was up at the lake that weekend. No, I was watching it on the couch at, um, at the, the campus for my summer job. Yes. Yes. And yeah, they, no, they were at the lake. Oh, we know. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah I think I, I remember now. Yeah. See, yeah. your dad saw that match. He has yes, to believe these happened. But that was a cinematic match. You see, it's different. That's not really wrestling. No, no, the one at Double or Nothing was against well, Men of the, the Year. Match? The cinematic match was during uh, a different one. Was that Revolution? That might have been Revolution, but the re- the, his first real actual match in the ring mm-hmm. was against Men of the Year at Double or Nothing, and he did a freak. Right. And he did That's the right. freaking sen- because... senton bomb off the stage. I forget about this because the Men of the Year are in Dan Lambert hell now. Hey, that's a different, that's a different bit. <laughs> that's a different bit. Uh, so, obviously, Sting's going to win that. Sting and Darby are probably going to win. Duh. Unless, of course, they use Tully interference to get that match. Mm-hmm. And then FTR wins. I don't Tully Blanchard this- interference is the thing of beauty, and that would also be fun. Because also, with FTR winning, we could set it up for, you know, the rematch. Generally... You gotta have some kind of, some kind of crap like that, some kind of loaded shoe, or I don't know, maybe a chair, something fun like that. Tilly, Tilly Blanchard, what I like about him as a manager is that he kind of comes from that older style of interference that I tend to enjoy. He's just doing whatever he can to help somebody win. Exactly. They're your clients. That's what they're paying you to do. And also, it's kind of short and sweet and to the point. It's not just, you know, he jumps up on the apron and stares at the dudes, and then they just lose out of shock. Like, like, uh, yeah, so jump up on the apron, distract somebody, and then you get the, then you get the, the most devastating move in sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. Shout out Simon right. Miller. I know he won't listen to this, but. <laughs> Simon, give this podcast an up. But we listen to him. Damn it. <laughs> anyway. Sure yeah. I, I get I get what you mean there. Mm-hmm. That old that old style uh method of management really does kind of it kind of gets the heel juices moving. People That's really great. hate it. Mm-hmm. 
Like how dastardly is it? You're throwing in a chair to beat somebody with. It's absolutely terrible. Who would do such a thing? Heinous. Absolutely heinous. We cannot condone this kind of behavior. He should be reprimanded by Tony Khan every time he does it. Absolutely. How can they keep getting away with this, Aaron? I don't know. It's almost like it's... Shush! Man, it's it's almost like Tony's just kind of letting it happen. (laughs) Why would he do such a thing? I I think he needs to be fired. It's the refs that are incompetent. Sure, yeah. We can go with Always. They never see it. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> our next match, I don't think is going to have any kind of interference whatsoever. No, no. Mm-mm. Probably because uh, Malachi Black is going to kill Cody before it can get to that point. Yep, and it's going to be great. No, I, this is not going to be a squash match. I actually think this match is going to be absolutely phenomenal. I mean, Malachi Black is still going to win, but yes, it is. It's going to be so good. I don't know uh, if they're going to bring back his retirement angle. Probably mm-hmm. not. I, I think we're past that. Oh, I don't see that dying so easy. No? You think there's going to be more to that? Cody doesn't let things go by nature. I don't know if you noticed this about him. He doesn't tend to, uh, yeah, he doesn't tend to let go of things like that very quickly. Like that one, like that one time that. he lost the TNT title and then he dyed his hair black? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking of. The man has a tendency towards the dramatic. He should dye his hair black again. I would love that. He can't dye his hair black, though, because he's fighting Malachi Black. It would clash with the white suit. (laughs) It it would clash with that. That's kind of the the color palette, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, the, the color palette, the blonde, the white suit versus, you know... Goth Malachi Black, the dark hair. I wonder what they're trying to convey with that. It's almost like it's good versus evil. Wow, that would be some really, uh, really subtle storytelling. Or really, uh, that'd be really deep. Really if, obscure if, metaphor. If that were what they were going for, Hashtag oh my deep. gosh, just imagine. Wow. <laughs> uh, d- did you have? Do you have anything? Uh, anything else like to say to Cody? Mm-hmm. I, would I know you like, like to talk to, uh, to him directly. Yes, I do. I, uh, I like to use this podcast as an outlet just in case one of these days, if someone, if you or someone you know knows Cody Rhodes, if you can get this segment of the podcast into his hands, I would greatly appreciate it. Just because I need to speak to him about some things, not about the match. You know what? I trust your judgment there, even though I probably shouldn't. What I do want to say is I have some advice for the Roads to the Top television show, which I have been oh, seeing no. incessant promotion for, both on oh, Twitter no. and on television. I will watch it under one condition. It had better be at least 50% of that show had better be about your cute dogs and or your adorable baby. That is what the people want to see. We I, want I've, to see. I, I've seen Ricky Starks in the commercials. Ricky Starks is also great. But what we want to see, we want to see Pharaoh. We want to see Lil Yeti. Both of the puppy dogs doing whatever it is they do all day. Hanging out with the cute baby. You'll have to settle with Cody and Ricky Starks trying to f- install a car seat. I will accept that it's baby adjacent. This okay. is what we're here for. I don't want any of that backstage wrestling stuff. Any sort of personal life drama. It's not that kind of reality show. It's we are going to get that anyway, but you'll, you'll definitely get the dogs and baby stuff probably. Absolutely. I think you'll get that. 
Um, next, I, I this, this is going to be a good match. This match here, Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. It is going to be a good match. The promo. So I didn't get to watch Rampage last week, but I went back and I watched the the promo that they did together. It was pretty darn good. I also did not get to watch Rampage last week. Oh my gosh. So I watched the whole promo. Ruby Soho basically allotted Britt Baker's success to her uh, sleeping with Adam Cole. Though. He it just does because there. they're friends with the elite. But he he's just friends with the there. elite. I know. But the thing is, she still went there, which means uh, it's kind of fun. <laughs> they they I hate guess. each other. They hate each other in kayfabe, Bella. This match is going to be good. No, 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 no. I'm not arguing that the match is going to be good. I'm just saying that I'm kind of, I don't know. I don't want them to make it all about that. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, I don't love it when uh, WWE does this a lot, and I understand that Ruby Soho is fresh from WWE, where they just do the whole, well, you're sleeping with so-and-so. Uh, you're married to so-and-so. That's I don't the think reason they do that very much best. anymore. That's why we're feuding with you. I, well, I mean, that's not why she's feuding with... I know, I know. I'm yeah. just saying I don't love that. I'm sure the match is still going to be good. Okay. And you, you don't think Britt's going to lose? I don't. I really don't. I don't know. If anyone could beat her, it's going to be Ruby Soho, just because she has so much momentum right now. But I still just don't feel like they're ready. AW is ready to have a new women's champion. Well, yeah, because it, it brings up a similar kind of question, because the Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega match is a non-title match. Right. Because... According to the rankings, you can't just come in and have a title match as someone who's new to the company. So with Britt Baker and Ruby Soho, you have the same question with Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Do you have the newcomer win? And it's a good question, but I feel like they've got two newcomers on the same show fighting champions. They can have one of them win and one of them lose, I think. Yeah, the, the only one who can win that would have to be Brian Danielson. And I think he might. I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure how I feel about having Brian Danielson win like that so early. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what that's going to do to Kenny's strength, at mm-hmm. least perception-wise, mm-hmm. for whenever Hangman comes back. I don't know when that's going to be, but I need I need Kenny to look as unbeatable as ever because everyone's going to be in on that. No, that's true. I would say that one benefit to doing this on live TV, I don't know if they'll do it with this. I don't know if I personally would even want them to. But one benefit of having this on live TV over a pay-per-view is that the time limit draw is a bit easier to achieve. Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. It just occurred to me that's just a real, now. No, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah. And the way they've been building it up, it could totally go to time limit draw. We haven't had one of those before. Yes, we have. Well, I mean, recently. Not recently. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just, I'm pretty sure that um, one of the TNT title matches went to a time limit draw. I'm not sure, because that's a title match. They have longer time limits. 
Well, yeah, but still, I'm trying to remember. I I feel like was it oh. Cassidy match? Oh yeah, that would that was yeah. the orange, that was the Orange Cassidy versus Darby. 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 Yeah. That match was good. That was really good. Um. Or, yeah. So if we do go Darby? to if we go to anything. that if we yeah. go to the time limit draw, that would make it would make a lot of sense. It crunches down a lot of time for the other matches, but it does. I, it, but I, think I think it would be worth be a very segment light show. I think it's mostly going to be matches. I mean, they've already got so much in there. I don't think they're going to do a lot of like segments. Yeah, not, not match. So you know, we have um, time. <laughs> so I. Going to that time limit draw, I think, adds so much prestige mm-hmm. to the match. I, I have a feeling yeah. if Dave Meltzer sees it, maybe, maybe maybe we get an eight million star match out of it. <laughs> Nine million if it was in the Tokyo Dome. Nine million. You know my personal theory. Yeah. I have always thought, since you know, learning that this scale existed, Dave Meltzer never said that it was out of five stars. Personally, I think it was probably always out of 10 stars, and he was just never that impressed by wrestling before. Well, hold, hold on. I, yeah. If it's out of 10, we're, then we're still breaking the system. We're still I breaking said, the scale. I said 8 million stars. Mm-hmm. No, no, we're still breaking the scale, but that'll be for the first time. Okay. You know, though, one thing I would like to point out is that a lot of people think that this match is happening for the first time, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Oh, no, this thing would have happened in, like, Ring of Honor or something, right? Once, PWG. I always forget about PWG. Mm-hmm. PWG yeah. rules. Uh, I wouldn't watch that on YouTube. I would personally advise everyone to check it out. It was really good and not for the reasons you're expecting from Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Was, uh, out of curiosity, who was the heel in that match? I mean... Or was it kind of ambiguous? Listen, it's a comedy Because here, here it's definitely clear-cut. Kenny Omega is the for-sure bad guy. It's Especially a comedy match, he, Aaron. Huh? It's a comedy match, Aaron. It was a comedy match? Go check it out later. This oh is when gosh. we learned that they both have the same real name. <laughs> wow. Go doodle it later. Yeah, you'll love it. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega is a comedy match in PWG. I'm going to have to watch that because they're probably going to do some callbacks. You don't, think, you don't think it's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> or do you think they already have? Oh, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so you think given the context of the match, of that match, they're not going to do any? <laughs> I just think this one's going to be a really great match. Okay. So uh, let's get into Rampage because uh, obviously two hours, both shows is going to make this week absolutely phenomenal. And so... I- I like As, the two hours, but I hope they don't do it too frequently because it feels really special this time. Oh, well, it's going to be – it is really special. I don't think they have anything else planned like this for a while, mm-hmm. just looking at their lineup for shows going forward. So Yeah, I know. Uh, as I mentioned first, for Dynamite, CM Punk's going to be coming out to, mm-hmm. do a, uh, to do an interview for uh, his match against Will Hobbs. Which is on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've emphasized Hook here on, on the rundown. What, what do you think uh, is, is so big about 
Hook, what's he going to do in this match? Is this just, uh, are you calling back to your, to the thing about the ring gear? I just emphasize, don't make me explain the joke. Okay. All right. I won't. I'm just here for Hook, man. I think he is a valuable new addition to Team Taz. I cannot wait to see what he can do in the ring. Firehouse Hobbs is also fantastic. I love big dudes, like, in wrestling. I think they're great. He is the biggest dude of all. And this is going to be an absolutely killer match. And also, I want this feud with Team Taz to continue for a while with CM Punk. Because oh, I want to get... We'll, we'll get our Ricky Starks match with CM exactly. Punk. Exactly. I want to get the Ricky Starks match. It's, it's going to be good. That's going to um, absolutely who do you, who do you think was? I, I just had this thought. Who do you think is the, the last true big man that CM Punk has wrestled? Oh God! Last I think it, I think it might be the Undertaker. He he does qualify, yeah. No, I don't Undertaker's know. Undertaker's kind of weird for big men. He probably wrestled Mark Henry or Big Show somewhere in that. In the that Undertaker's span. weird for big men because the big thing about him, like his actual size, is kind of overshadowed by the aura. Dude's tall. But yeah, dude is tall. Dude's real tall. I don't know. It's an interesting question. I don't know. I, I'm just wondering if CM Punk has, is, still has the knees to, to give a big man a GTS. The knees. Oh, boy. I guess we're going to find out. Maybe, maybe, he'll, maybe he'll bring back the, the macho man Randy Savage uh, top rope elbow that everybody hates. Because <laughs> he doesn't do it as well. No one does it as well. No, but like, okay, so... When CM Punk started doing it, people kind of got <laughs> upset because CM Punk is actually really, really bad at high flying. Oh boy! I mean, he doesn't I, do flips. He yeah, doesn't, he doesn't look like he does. No, he's he's you pretty can. grounded given how small he actually is. It's weird for a small dad, but I think it's part of what makes him unique. But he yeah, bring, you don't look at that man and say, "I want to see him do a flip." He should bring back the elbow. It'll be fun. <laughs> We'll see about that. <laughs> so, uh, and then next we got... The next match will have no flips. No flips at all. It's... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to come out. We're probably going to get thumbtacks at some point. Lights out match. We're gonna, it's a lights out match between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer. Suzuki-goon. Oh my you gosh. You can't see it, but in the script notes, I have put a heart emoji next to this. Yeah. <laughs> Ella's, really, Ella's really excited about this. She just, uh... <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm actually dragging Aaron, kicking and screaming to Dallas not, next week. I'm not for an kicking and show. screaming. <laughs> I, I really do. I don't have anything, anything better to do, and, and we can make the show pretty easy. For sure. But no, I'm so excited about this. I, I think my favorite thing about it being a lights out match is that we're going to have to do the kind of stupid thing AEW does for lights out matches where they literally turn the lights off and back on to signify that it's starting. Oh, yeah. did they have do you noticed that? that? Yeah. I, I forgot. Did they do that for the, the Britt mm -hmm. Baker Thunder Rosa one? Yeah. Literally just flicking the, the best women's match I've ever seen. Absolutely. But yeah, Tony Khan is standing back there in the back with like this giant breaker. Whoops, lights <laughs> off flips them back on it is now a lights out match by AEW rules it's gonna be but really no this good. one's gonna be really great i love everyone involved i am so glad that lance archer is going to get to shine in this because i know that he is and I'll, i wonder how many pile drivers we're going to get to see in this 
I love seeing pile drivers. Oh, yes. It, it's so fun because WWE doesn't do them anymore. Just they, don't, shame. they don't do them Everybody anymore, and they're really, driver. really cool. Mm-hmm. You just got to have people who know what the, what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Yep. And, no, it's going to be so great. Everyone's just going to beat the living crap out of each other. Oh, yeah. There's going to be thumbtacks. It's going to be tables. We're going to have barbed wire. Blood. Blood will be everywhere. Blood. Which makes me wonder, will that actually be the last match of the night? Because I don't know how they're going to clean up. Um. Yeah, you know, you actually made a really good point. I think it will have to be. Um. Because that clean that cleanup would take some time unless they literally – roll up the ring canvas and put another one out. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what they do anyway if somebody starts bleeding, bef- like, during, like, a middle-of-the-show match. Hey, you can come out and swiffer that thing. Can you, though? Because <laughs> what if they start bleeding really early? That thing will set in. I don't know. I really have no <laughs> idea. Uh, I guess that's something we could probably Google. Going to have to for when I eventually convince Dad to let us build a ring in the barn. And we both learned how to do a pile driver. Oh, man. It's going to be a dark day for both of us. We're both going to be paralyzed. Yeah, but it'll be worth it. We're both going to get paralyzed. <laughs> I've watched some YouTube videos. I've seen Glow. This is easy. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, ne- the next match, Lucha Bros with, uh, with Santana and Ortiz, Proud and Powerful, Versus the Hardy family office, which is private party. And Butcher with the Blade, who is finally back. I haven't actually seen him because I think he was on... No, he was on Rampage. I didn't get to see it. Well, but... Butcher, actually... Okay, let me interject here. Fun story. So, at All Out, did you watch the pre-show? Oh, wait, he came back. He I came heard back it. at the pre-show. I heard about My that. My mother was sitting directly next to where they hid him before he ran out. Literally, mom is sitting there, and then here is the butcher crouching down behind a couple of chairs with, like, four staff members around him. And that was probably her favorite part of the night. She said, yeah, I liked it when they hid the bad guy next to me. That was cool. And so, of course, I'm whispering to dad about it and, like, pointing it out because mom's like, hey, do I need to move over? Or, like, hey, dude, are you looking for your seat? I think they'd let you know. I know, but, like, she didn't know that. The dude in front of us turns around and says to me very loudly, that's the butcher. He's been gone for a bit. Anyway, it was very cool (laughs) when the butcher came back because that was uh, fun for us. I'm sure it was. He was right there. And he's he's huge. How how big did he look in person? Bigger. Bigger than he does on TV. Imposing. This match, though, I think is a close second for me behind the one we just talked about. It might steal the show. Oh, it probably will because the Lucha Brothers are involved with it. Absolutely. And my former favorite tag team, Private Party, because Mark Quinn stopped wearing the coattails. Man. Oh, it's upsetting. He's too fancy now. He's too fancy wearing his stretchy khaki pants and his mm-hmm. collared shirts. It's not yeah. even ring gear. It doesn't even look like ring gear. They got to dress up or they're going to the club after this. God dang it. I just, I want my boys back. Yeah. I want my boys back. Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy are the best. Mm -hmm. And the coattails were the best. They were. 
I definitely but, agree with you there. When he did anything that involved anything that the moon salt or yeah. the shooting star press is just that all incredible. Sense. When you have the long coattails that are neon pink, what could be better? <sighs> nothing. Or one out. Nothing. That that's what that's what can be better than it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're gonna get to the second women's match of the week here, Anna Woo. Jay versus Penelope Ford. It is not a title match or anything like that, but it's Anna Jay's first uh, first real match. No, wait, no. She had a match last week. Yeah, she mm-hmm. had a match last week against the Bunny. But yeah, but yeah I think she's actually really good, and um, this is going to be a good match. I'm happy to have Anna Jay back. I love her. Oh, no, yeah. I think everyone's actually pretty happy. So it, that, that could actually really help. Mm-hmm. help the atmosphere of this match because after if it's depending on what it's coming after they might need a little bit of a jolt to get back into the match but the crowd will have Anna Jay maybe the Dark oh, Order exactly. comes out and helps her out that'd be fun oh that would be fun like Colt Cabana to bring them back together get over their differences Colt Cabana comes out helps helps Anna Jay win that'd be great Love no Colt they're not Cabana. heels but but no, no maybe, just like you know yeah. cheering for her Maybe her. this starts. The... Maybe Kip Sabian shows up and someone has to fight him off. Have you seen what he's been up to lately? No, not at he's all. He's doing like the Shia LaBeouf, I'm not famous anymore, paper badge over the head thing. Oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He really is. No, I don't, I don't doubt you. I don't yeah. doubt you at all. So I assume he's showing back up at some point. Well, if he shows up, Miro's just going to kill him. Well, yeah. Because Miro doesn't forget. Nope. Mm-mm. Anyway, so uh, Super Click versus Christian and Jurassic Express is another match on here. And Super is. Click is a group that's made up of Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. They were a separate group in the indies. Notice how Kenny Omega is not in the Super Click. I'm sure he feels real fine and normal about that. <laughs> I don't think Kenny Omega is feeling any kind of way about the fact that uh, the Young think, Bucks are teaming up with Adam Cole. You don't think Kenny Omega is insane at all? No, no, no. I think he's no. just happy that his, his all, all three of his best friends have been reunited and they're best friends with each other again and maybe not as much best friends with him because, you know, they might like him, like Adam Cole better than they ever liked him. And maybe, I don't know, he's a little worried about that. No, 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 no. That wouldn't happen. He's not insecure. Not at all? No, not one bit. Well, I mean, it's probably going to be okay. I mean, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks are probably going to win. Yeah, and I mean, Kenny Omega's a champion. He's gonna, gonna, bury, gonna bury Jungle Boy again. Absolutely, and destroy that Christian. Uh, WWE newcomer trying to come in, steal all the glory. But, you know, bury I, that Jungle Boy. I guess Adam Cole can't lose two wars in a row. Mm. Can't lose the Wednesday Night Wars and then lose this one on Friday. Christian actually said that, by the way. It was really insane. <laughs> when? He said that on, uh, I think it was this last Dynamite, actually. Okay, yeah, I kind of remember that now. No, I love this. I think this is so much fun. So much storytelling potential. It's going to be Adam great. Cole's also fun. I, you know, I think we need more, uh, as much as I don't like shrimps, Adam Cole is not a shrimp. He's a manlet. There's a difference. Yeah. Uh, he's not he's not actually six feet tall like he's billed <laughs> he's probably yeah. closer to my height and for reference i'm five nine and a half <laughs> you sure are 
Yeah. Sure are. He's probably like 5'10 or something. Yep. I am taller than Adam Cole. I can say that with complete certainty. I could, I could believably super kick Adam Cole. Maybe. I could catch him on the chin. I I, I could make it look reasonable. Love make it look that. real. Absolutely would love to see that. The other thing I love about what Adam Cole's up to these days is I think that his uh whole feuding with Tony Schiavone thing. That was one instance, but that's probably gonna continue. A little fun. Yeah. It's been on Twitter too. Oh, they've um, been Twitter feuding? Yeah, I think he's kind of trying to bring that whole heel who has heat with the commentator thing with him. Oh, which, that's fine. You know. Pat McAfee is best wrestler of our generation. And so that was a special circumstance. But I, I think it's a fun little touch. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll be able to continue that feud in AEW because Pat McAfee is unfortunately still under contract with WWE, commentating, there's, commentating Friday Night SmackDown. There's time. There's time. He should get a feud on, on TV. He should be in a tag match. No, he totally with, should. Uh, with Shinsuke Nakamura versus somebody else. Like, <laughs> Happy Bear versus Happy Baron Corbin and somebody else. That, that would slap. I think I caught some of the Pat McAfee, Adam Cole uh, war in that one episode of NST I watched, like, months ago. Literal months ago. Yeah, I think, I think that timing match, matches up. Yeah. I still, haven't, I still haven't made myself watch that whole, the whole match. I just, I've just seen the superplex and like the moonsault that Pat McAfee did. We, we all love Pat McAfee. Um, yeah. I, I think punters deserve rights. And so. Punters do deserve rights. It's been real fun to watch that happen. But anyway. Tress Way should be a wrestler. Uh, and then uh, probably your least favorite I'm match. I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you get away with that last statement. We'll come back to it at some point. What? Tress Way should be a wrestler. Tress Way is the greatest punter in OU history. <laughs> And he should go wrestle. Imagine the legacy. It's for the brand, as Pat McAfee says. It would indeed be for the brand. <laughs> Moving on to the next match, which is indeed my least favorite match featuring a sport that is much less real than football, MMA. There are a lot of people. That... <laughs> we, we can, uh, we can uh, give our little hypothesis on this. Uh, so to preface, okay, so, uh, men of the year versus the inner circle, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, uh, the men of the year are Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, two have got two guys who I very much like watching wrestle and they are, they're paired with Dan Lambert as their manager. Who's kind of like the, does he, does he own? Uh, I don't know. Cause I mute the TV whenever he comes on. I don't know. But he is, uh, he's kind of like the owner or the guy who runs America Top Team, which is like an, it's a, an MMA or boxing promotion. And MMA, I believe. And uh, we have returned to my hypothesis, which is that if wrestling is fake, then so are all other combat sports. Boxing. You did. Boxing indeed is. All these celebrity matches. I boxing mean, is an absolute joke. As MMA I hate also, how I hate how the, a lot of high-profile celebrity matches that have looked very fake. The Paul brothers mm-hmm. are getting credibility from boxing and they just keep winning. And it just kind of upsets me, except for Logan, Logan Paul, Logan yeah. Paul is uh, a perfect, 
uh, example of why boxing is fake. Mm-hmm. That match with Floyd Mayweather was absolute BS. That's right. He should be reprimanded for it. I mean, genuinely, if they're gonna keep insisting, like, if they're going to have some form of, like, we have to insist that boxing is still real, then they should lean into it with, like, you know, we need to have more overt heels and faces. We need all kinds of wrestling-related drama. We gotta have, you know, and then just do all of that while wholeheartedly still insisting that boxing is for real 100%. They I think if they're going to do this, Because I'm sure that, that, like, those guys actually beat each other up. They just need to make it more like Rocky. Mm, that's fair. They need to have names. <laughs> they should. They need to have, they need to have every. Like, Floyd Money Mayweather is a name, but it's not, like, it's not the Italian Stallion. It has a certain. Uh... I even said it wrong. It's not, it's not the Italian Stallion. Yeah. They, they need names. Them. That's a certain ring to it, yeah. Yeah, boxers need names. I think it would really help. But anyway, as to this match, yes, I mute the television every time Dan Lambert is on, and I go uh, get some more beers. So I don't know okay. what the story is okay. leading up to his, this. His promos haven't been bad the last couple of weeks because they've, they've gone into more of the um, saying that none of the – He's gone more into saying that none of the wrestlers uh, in AEW, on AEW's roster are real, real men, aside from Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, which is much more credible than what he's been doing before that. I will give for, him for that context. It's a little bit better, but in the way that like the limbo bar sitting on the ground is better than literally in a hole. That's a good point. That's a good you point. Know? Anyway, yeah, for context, for context, when Dan Lambert showed up, he. Uh, he got out snowflakes one time, and I turned turned it off. Yeah, he he started calling all of the AEW fans snowflakes. He was going to the insulting the fans route, and it it he was just going for the low hanging fruit. Which like I kind of enjoy the insulting the fans route a lot of times with heels. There's nothing I love more than a good quality you people promo. MJF does it perfectly. It's exactly, <laughs> as we exactly. saw when he was in Cincinnati. And actually, I will say on the bit of NXT that I caught tonight, I quite enjoyed Mandy Rose, who is now a brunette, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that last week. Yeah. I, I quite enjoyed her version of you people. You should catch it if you can. Yeah. But Dan Lambert does not do it well. He, he just kind of yells. And, I mean, it's easy to hate him. It's very easy to hate him because what he's saying is annoying. Yeah. But in like so, a, I don't want to see you way, not in a, yeah, I want to see you get beat. So uh, you brought up NXT. We're going to get into, into a little bit of a WWE segment. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to kick this off first. Uh, I watched Monday Night Raw last night. At least, like, I watched the first really? match. I didn't catch the opening promo. But all in all, it really wasn't too bad of a show. Hmm. It wasn't too it's bad a of a show. Uh, so the first match was uh, the New Day. Oh, sweet! Which was uh, you Our know, positivity. Co- Kofi Kingston, Big E, and uh, Xavier Woods, and they're actually like the long—they're the longest remaining tag team I think that WWE hasn't broken up <laughs> because oh. they can't. Everybody loves the New Day. I remember when they were bad guys and everybody hated them. Oh, it was, and they were good at it. They were—they were heels after they debuted as faces. Be using only the power positivity stuff. 
Anyway, uh, they were going against the Bloodline. It was a brand crossover between Raw and SmackDown. Uh, and the Bloodline is the Usos and Roman Reigns. The match was really, really good to start off the show. And near the end of it, Bobby Lashley showed up, killed everybody. And this set up the main event later in the night, which was a triple threat non-title match between Big E, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns. It was just fantastic. That slaps actually. It, it, I mean, it had, it had the typical like kind of WWE tones all over it. Like mm-hmm. all three of them went, well, Roman Reigns didn't go ask because he's the tribal chief. But after that match, they had spot little segments throughout the show where it's like Bobby Lashley shows up to the Raw GM's office like, I want a match. I would like a match with you. Yes, I would very much like a match with you as well. But it, it, it kind of works because it's not a title match. It's different. But the thing is, they still showed up and did that. The thing about Roman Reigns, he sent Paul Heyman to do it himself. That's what Paul Heyman's for. Yes, and he's very good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seemed better put together from what I've heard of other shows. Mm-hmm. It was nice. It was nice to see. That's good. It's good. I watched NXT tonight. Um, I noticed very little of it, but I did watch I'm, a little I'm bit curious. of I'm well. curious. Did they show anything else involving the wedding? They did. They had a little segment that recapped what happened, which was, by the way, fantastic. Love wins. Absolutely beautiful wedding. The fact that it was a wrestling wedding did not stop them at all. Uh, that was absolutely lovely. I'm so happy for the happy couple, Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. Uh, I would like them to live happily forever. And next week, we're getting a segment about their honeymoon. I was, gonna, I was just about to ask, are they on their honeymoon yep. right now? Yes, they're on they're, their honeymoon right they're now. They're wrestling honeymoon. Yes, and next week, I may have to tune in for about 15 minutes of NXT to try and catch that. Well, you might just end up watching the whole thing. <laughs> I did tonight. I did tonight. I wanted to follow up, and I also wanted to see how poor little Rex Steiner is doing, who has quite possibly the worst NXT debut name of all time. How do you feel about Braun Breaker with two Ks, Aaron? Sounds like he's going to break LeBron. Which I'd be okay with. I'm not a big LeBron fan, but that, no, that's a pretty bad name. No, listen, I, I, saw, I saw you tweet. write it down. You wrote it down on the on the the rundown here. You're like, Breaker has two Ks in it. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's so bad. Like it's got two Ks in it. In the, I mean, they might as well throw the third in. It's that bad. Uh, but yeah, I as as I noted on here, I have a I have a tweet. I didn't note this, but I have a tweet that I saw that I know you're not on Twitter, so I would like to read it to you. This is by at local Soundwave on Twitter. I would like to give you credit for this because I love it. John Smith Jr. Hi, I am John Smith Jr., son of legendary wrestler John Smith. I can't wait to live up to the legacy of my father. WWE, your name is Franz Boudin now. Franz Boudin. Oh, Franz, what? Franz Boudin. <laughs> Franz Boudin. F-R-O-N-S. Wow. <laughs> boudin like boudin they, they do have a habit of doing that don't they yep well <laughs> poor little Rhett steiner his name is now france boudin <laughs> uh, i just wanted to throw this in there mm-hmm. uh just real quick uh aw and wwe are going to be doing an event in december or, or just yeah. within within card? within like seven days of each other uh they're both going to be on long island 
in the mm-hmm. UBS arena. And AEW, just in these early ticket sales, has been absolutely destroying WWE in terms of the numbers. I have it down here. So in terms of total ticket sales, mm-hmm. like we're looking at 6,000 plus for AEW to like 2,365 for WWE. That's pretty great. My hypothesis, MJF is the hometown hero. And he will appear as a face in Long Island. And he will still absolutely dump on it. For New Yorkers, that is totally that is totally it. I mean, I've never met, I don't think, a New Yorker. I think they're all probably like MJF. Uh, think so? That's they're great. Be- they're better than you and, and you know it? They think that. I, I Now, since I came up with that, I'm actually kind of curious how he's going to how they're going to receive him because he's I, on. I would love to see that. I can't he's, wait. He's on like the, the little promotional picture for that show. Oh, I love that they do that. By the way, I love that they put the hometown talent on the little picture. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about how, how AEW promotes shows. Speaking of, uh, yeah. when they go to Rochester, New York, they better do something big with the dark order. Yeah. Yeah. They should. They're going to have to. That'll be really great. Yeah. That's, I think it's a few weeks away, though. But, any, but like, the, the Long Island they show. They are going to have to. The Long Island show. Yes. MJF will be a good guy for one night and one night only. <laughs> nope. He will be himself, and they will all love him for it. They'll, they'll, they'll say he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's New York. Who can say? All right. So... Uh, now that we're now that the wrestling's done, we're gonna get into the we're gonna get into our football segment here. We're gonna start up with uh, going over last weekend with college football. Um, nobody's good. I, I just want to put that out there. Nobody's good. Everybody sucks. Uh, <laughs> True. Uh, and and we have three reasons why. Uh, we just got kind of like the top three teams, kind of from from preseason expectations. We'll, we'll get to OU eventually, but uh, these are the three most important things I want to say. Uh, Clemson almost lost to Georgia Tech. Alabama almost lost to Florida. And Ohio State almost lost to Tulsa. Tulsa hasn't won a game yet. I just, like, Alabama almost losing to Florida is pretty reasonable. But uh, also Clemson almost losing to Georgia Tech just is an absolute just dumpster fire. <laughs> That's a rough one. Yeah. So, uh, so looking at the Clemson one, every, every team has its own little individual issue that they kind of encountered. Uh, Clemson just looks – they just look like they can't score any points at all when it counts. Some context that I forgot to put in here uh, when I was actually writing up this outline – Georgia Tech actually had a chance to win this game like with like a fourth and goal scenario. Ooh. They were da- they were down 14 to 6. That was the final and they were stuffed on the goal line. Georgia Tech had a chance to score, get a two-point conversion and send this thing into overtime. That would have been great if it had happened. It would have been great. See, Georgia Tech is 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 bad. That that's the thing. That's that why they couldn't pull it off is because they're bad. But this is what makes Clemson bad is because they almost lost to said 
bad Georgia Tech team. They can't make something out of that perfect scenario for the NBA. And, and Clemson's defense is not why. Clemson's defense is not why they're bad. Uh, DJ Uyongalale, I hate saying his name. I just, <laughs> it's so long. It's a great name. And it's sad that you it can is be a great bad name. with a name like that. It is a great name, but I don't know. It was just, he didn't play well against Georgia, which I can understand. It's Georgia. His first full year starting, I can I can see why he'd have a tough time because it's Georgia and they're good, and they've shown that week in and week out. But this is Georgia Tech we're talking about here. They haven't been good since like 2010, <laughs> when they were running the triple option, mm-hmm. which I miss. By the way, I love Georgia Tech running the triple option. Triple option never loses. It was a team in the Power Five running the triple option. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I wonder who Clemson's going to lose to this year other than Georgia because looking at the way it's going, they are going to lose to someone else. They will. They're not going to be up there in the top for very long. So uh, with Alabama almost losing to Florida, this was, I think this was a scenario of Florida found a way to – actually slow Alabama down. Mm-hmm. Alabama could not run the ball at all. They couldn't. They, they, they could not run the ball, and, uh, and obviously Bryce Young playing on the road in the swamp was tough. So, And good for Florida for that, for creating such, such a great home atmosphere that they managed to frazzle in Alabama. Yeah. It, it was a good game, and I really, really wish – Florida wasn't such an idiot for doing a zone read where mm-hmm. Emory Jones and the running back just both run straight into the middle of the line. That might've been the worst. That's the worst two point conversion attempt I've ever actually seen. <laughs> that was pretty terrible. I mean, it, it, it just, was... it just looked like nobody had a plan. It was not smart. <laughs> and then here's the worst part on us. Uh, so when I was watching the replay, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're meshing on the zone read. Okay. All Emory Jones has to do is give the ball to the running back, mm-hmm. and there is a humongous gap opened up by the guard in the center, and Florida ties the game. Right. That's it. You just have to hand the ball off. <laughs> give someone else the football. And here's the best part. And, and here's the best part. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. <laughs> he didn't hand the ball off. Nope. So, the best part um, for me is that that was the play, I believe, that made Wyatt decide that it was better to just take a nap than watch that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my sister's boyfriend decided to sleep the rest of the day after watching Florida just blow it. Yep. <laughs> it, oh, my gosh. In, in classic Awful. SEC East team fashion. Fill-in-the-blank SEC East team has a chance to beat Alabama, blows it, in the, blows it at the last second. It's, just absolutely it's, screws the page. Yeah. So it just makes me think, uh, well, actually, well, you wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Maybe Alabama loses to somebody later this year. I don't know. I think they might, but I also think that there's really no one that they play that looks strong enough right now. Because here's the – yeah, because to your point. Yeah. I thought A&M might be able to do it. No. But A&M looks just about as bad as Clemson. They do. They really Maybe do. worse. It's the exact same scenario. The defense is good, but they can't 
they can't throw or run or do anything. They're they're just bad. So and LSU obviously won't be able to do it. I don't know where they're playing. And unfortunately, Alabama doesn't play Georgia at any time this year. Right. Maybe if Auburn. Loses, I think it's going to have to be in the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think Auburn looks very good. No, if they're going to lose, it's going to be to Georgia in the SEC championship. And That's I've been fair. thinking that all year. So, good guess. And, and then we have the most, the, maybe the second or first most egregious thing ever okay this is just depressing ohio state almost lost to tulsa and the score 41 to 20 is the final it, it that, that final score does not portray what actually happened in this game and i ohio, hate it so much when that happens i oh, hate it when it's close all game and then suddenly it just looks like oh yeah they had this in hand the whole time it's oh, lying ohio state scored like twice in two minutes Ugh like late in the fourth quarter and it just put the game out of reach. Mm-hmm. Tulsa was like down a point until that point is, it was just a travesty. And to put this, to put how awful this looks on Ohio state. Okay. You allowed a team that almost lost. No, that lost. Mm-hmm. to UC Davis <laughs> at home, you allowed that team. They couldn't even put up 20 on UC Davis. They put up 20 on, on you. Mm-hmm. They put up 20 on Ohio State. And I mean, UC Davis is a high school. UC Davis is in Davis, Oklahoma, down there with the chocolate factory. And that's not even the biggest high school in their city, and they still beat Tulsa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's completely incorrect, but you have a very good point. <laughs> You're confused, but you got spirit. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like it should be that? Like, no. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. Because I, I know where UC Davis is. No, you don't. And I know they got a decent athletic. No, no. Because I keep confusing uh, UC Davis with UC Irvine. See, now you're the one that doesn't know what UC Davis and, is. No, I know, but there's also there's so many UCs that it just upsets me. Almost as many as UTs. No, I think te- Texas Tech is TTU. Texas A&M is TAMU. No, because there's UT Arlington and there's um, oh oh okay UT El yeah, Paso yeah. and there's UT. No, that's a, um, yeah. I I didn't think about them. What's Shows the you how much. One? That's uh, that the coastal one is uh, Texas A and M Galveston. Mm, I thought there was a UT one because they were they've got a good marine biology program. There's uh, University of Texas Rio Grande Valley State. I don't know. Anyway, almost that, as many UCs as UTs. I, I added another one for you, so thank you. <laughs> to make up for the loss of Texas A and M Galveston, but yeah, no Tulsa had no business even getting to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I guess they just like almost beating teams with OSU as their initials. I guess so. Because they almost beat the Cowboys and they almost beat the Buckeyes. But it's 41 to 20 does not indicate how close this game actually was. Absolutely tragic. And now that I brought up uh, the real OSU, Oklahoma State University, 
Hold up. Fourteen. There's fourteen UTs. Fourteen universities yep. of Texas. If you want to double check me, you can go to utsystem.edu/institutions. That's source. Anyway. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna check that. That's a source. That's Ohio a valid State. source. <laughs> fourteen universities of Texas. One is too many. And one is too many. Uh. Anyway, OU and OSU. They have. They have. Um. Kind of. Uh opposite they're kind of in the same boat as texas a&m mm-hmm. texas a&m is undefeated yet Sorry. who actually thinks that texas a&m is any good i don't think anybody thinks a&m is that good well cricket noises after you ask that question that that answers it mm-hmm. that answers, nobody thinks a&m is any good so no. ou and osu both kind of have this issue where they're undefeated, but they haven't beaten anybody and they didn't beat anybody by very much. OU's exception is they beat a high school team. (laughs) Now you're going with the high school angle. Western Carolina is a high school team. As compared to UC Davis? Sure, fine. We can can give it to UC. (laughs) We can call UC Davis a high school. I mean, directional Carolina is also... Um, a pretty convincing win over, yeah, over a uh, high school, high school team. Yes. OSU just doesn't have a convincing win over anybody at this point. They did beat Boise State, and Boise State's not an awful team, but they're also somebody that uh, gave up a pretty hefty mm-hmm. uh, margin of points uh, against UCF, and UCF isn't that good this year either. I mean, I thought OSU would lose, so they're doing better than I thought. Exactly. Me too. Um, I was surprised they managed to win, given they were down uh, by 10 points for a good chunk mm-hmm. of the game. Uh, and I, I saw this. There was that, that game actually should have been a loss. Boise State at a fumble six that got called back oh. within the last two minutes. Mm, that's tragic. I saw it. It was definitely a fumble, and uh, they blew. So the fumble call did get overturned. So Boise State got possession. Okay. But the problem was after the recovery of the fumble, they blew it dead before the guy reached the end zone. Oh, that is the worst. So they just gave the ball to Boise State at the point of recovery, and Boise State got into field goal range and missed their field goal. Man, I hate to feel bad for Boise State because uh, I will have a long-standing grudge against them until the end of time. But at the same time, that man, sucks. They deserved that win. Big Twelve referees are just out here doing homerism. That's all it is. They really are. The Big Twelve so, refs are out to get you. Uh, doesn't matter who you are. This is a generalized you. Any college football fan, the Big Twelve refs want your team to lose. They want your team to lose. Big Twelve and, teams so, included. So you just got to ask, like, why, why, why do OU and OSU look like they suck? Right I don't now? think we look too bad, personally. We do, I think that, uh, We do. I, I don't know. I think it's good that we're getting some of these random tough games that we tend to have every season out of the way early. And I think that even though Nebraska was, like, a bit of a nail-biter at times, that one can be excused because it was, like, this big nostalgia game. You know, it brought the rivalry energy. 
Yeah, I don't know. It it just I also want to give Nebraska I want to give that game a break, but at the same time, like it's just so hard to ignore. Cause for OU that's two out of three, and then OSU that's three out of three games that just looked awful. Uh I would say there's room for improvement. There's room for improvement, obviously, but um like Spencer Sanders for OSU has looked awful. Mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler has looked terrible. I don't think he looks that bad. It so maybe he doesn't look terrible, but the thing it, he's definitely looking worse than he uh than when than where he finished the year last season. Now that I would agree with. Yeah. He uh I will say this though. I think it's because I think part of it is the way that, that uh, other teams are playing defense against OU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've read some stuff about the Nebraska game, and they kind of touched on some stuff that Tulane did too. Mm-hmm. Um, these teams have kind of been copying what Iowa State does to stop us. Right. And Iowa State's good at that. They're kind of just playing umbrella coverage the entire time. And it's really just kind of exposing how impatient Spencer Rattler is as a quarterback. It shows how young he is, really, I think, that impatience. I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. I think that'll get fixed. But mm-hmm. until that point, I'm kind of just uneasy. That's fair. That's fair. OSU, I think, actually kind of found their solution to this problem mm-hmm. uh, when they were playing against Boise State. And that, that, that fix is running the football. Uh, Spencer Sanders had about a hundred yards passing, but I only think he threw he. I don't even think he threw the ball more than fifteen times. Jalen Warren had had almost two hundred fifty yards rushing by himself. Mm-hmm. That's so, great. Yeah, so I think they've found their solution. Mm-hmm. OU needs to figure that out, and I, but I think we're getting there too. Uh, if we had just actually decided to run the ball more against Nebraska, that game would have been farther out of reach than it really I agree was with that. yeah there were a lot of plays where I was wondering why we were just continuing to give the pass a try because we have some great people who can run the ball right now we Gray, mo- number um number zero gray he looks great we did I I noticed this most of the game after the I think after the first quarter or I, I forgot when I noticed it Andrew Rame played most of this game at center over Robert Conjol mm-hmm and I am so excited about that. We have another Oklahoma native playing center take up the, the Creed Humphrey mantle, which I'm so yes. happy about. So I, I, think, I think we're going to start to right the ship eventually. Both of these teams will. Uh, but with conference play coming up this weekend, it looks pretty tough. OSU's got K-State. Uh, OU as West Virginia. West Virginia beat Virginia Tech. Uh, sure did. And uh, K State uh, is just playing their kind of game. They're gonna they're gonna play the K State way that hasn't changed since Bill Snyder retired, and it's frankly infuriating. <laughs> no, they've just got his brain implanted in whoever they got coaching now. Isn't it his son? No, it's uh, it's Chris Kleiman. He coached uh, North Dakota State, but yeah, I don't no, think he consults the Snyder AI. It doesn't help that even before Chris Kleiman got to K State, they already coached a pretty similar game. 
Mm-hmm. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, we'll we'll go yeah. over these games a little more when we get to pick them. Yep. Uh, for now, we got to get into the NFL. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about Baker first. He's my boy. The Browns beat the Texans. Mm-hmm. It was actually a closer game than I thought. I I have a feeling that uh, if Tyrod Taylor hadn't gotten hurt, bless his heart, the journeyman quarterback. If Tyrod Taylor hadn't gotten hurt, I think the Texans had a very real shot at winning this game. Going into halftime, they were tied at 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tyrod Taylor had one incompletion and, like, a couple rushing touchdowns. The dude was yeah, I actually watched this one, and it was, uh, it was a little uh, rough feeling at the half. Yeah. Yeah, you see what I – Tyrod Taylor played yeah. a great game. No, I was concerned, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, Baker got a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of got hurt, kind of didn't. He finished the game. He rubbed some dirt on it. He was fine. Luckily, their scheme doesn't really require him to do a whole lot, so he was kind of able to let uh, let the offensive line kill people for the second half and just give the ball to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And I mean, that'll that'll do that'll do you some work. Don't you love seeing what Baker Mayfield can do with an offensive line that can kill people for him? It's great. It's a thing of beauty. It's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, it's o- I think it's only going to get better as the season goes on. But Me too. Like, statistically, the Browns actually do have one of the most uh, efficient offenses. In- actually, no, the most efficient offense in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. No, that is. I'm happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Next thing I want to get into, uh, Jameis Winston stole our crab legs again. Man. But in another way. <laughs> emotionally stole our crab legs. He emotionally stole our crab legs because I think we were all ready to get on the, the Jameis bandwagon. And then he goes and does this to us. I cursed goes, him, Aaron. I cursed him. He goes and loses uh, – Throughs, he, he threw he had 50% completion with two interceptions against Carolina but this means it's time to jump on another quarterback's bandwagon greatest college quarterback of all time Sam Darnold no 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 Mm-mm. he had a decent game though we ain't jumping on Sam Darnold yes he had a decent game but I'm not I'm not ready to trust like that <laughs> uh, ne- no neither am I <laughs> neither am I uh, because I I never thought Sam Darnold was that good when he was at at USC. No, and plus he went to USC. That's poor decision making. Proof is in the pudding, right there. Yeah, he was coached by Clay Helton, and he's gone. So that shows you what he, that shows you what Sam mm-hmm. Darnold knew. Uh, it I it just you just kind of wish that this kind of stuff didn't happen, because jumping yeah. on bandwagons is really really fun. It is, and you want the bandwagon to go all the way. But sometimes the bandwagon starts off really fast in week one and then just falls apart right in front of your eyes before you even go 20 yeah. feet. The bandwagon sinks in the, uh, sinks in the river on the Oregon Trail. Yes. Yes, it does. The, the, the bandwagon is not always watertight, and uh, Jameis Winston is the perfect example of why we should not jump on the bandwagon in week one. <laughs> I mean, you know the old joke about how uh, our mascot's literally a bandwagon? It is a bandwagon. Sometimes the bandwagon flips over on the field. 
Yeah, but sometimes it says Miami sucks on the bottom, so it's really cool. <laughs> but no, it's a very good point. Like sometimes the bandwagon sinks or flips over on the field mm-hmm. and just don't jump on it on week one. You got to wait. Hope you get your groove back, Jameis. Jameis, you taught us a lesson, darn you. I want my crab legs back. <laughs> I want my damn crab legs back, Jameis. Uh, but I don't think he's going to give them to me. Inspired by now. Uh, and then here's, here's another thing. Urban Meyer, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> he I lost think Urban again. Meyer uh, might be having some health issues. Urban Meyer might be having some health issues here in a few weeks if he doesn't turn this ship around. <laughs> if, he, if he doesn't get the health concerns, uh, the Jacksonville front office might say he is. Mm-hmm. They, they might cause him some health concerns. They might send, uh, you know, send uh, Chris Jericho over there to give him a health concern. Now, Zero. Okay. Just just a disclaimer here. I'm not saying I hope Urban Meyer gets health issues because, I, like, you, you, you don't want to wish that on anybody. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's dealt with that in the past because he's – he did it with Florida and he did it with Ohio State, mm-hmm. both of which are very high-pressure programs. Yes. But you got to wonder, why does he have these health issues? Mm-hmm. Is it because he's in a, at a high-pressure job or is it because he's a dictator? <laughs> And he's exerting himself so extensively over his teams. It's, you just got to wonder, is he doing this to himself or is he actually just that unhealthy? I mean, speaking as a high stress person myself, I would say that 95% of my anxiety is self-inflicted. So I think that might be a little bit of, you know, Urban Meyer, you might want to invest in, uh, chill pill or two i have seen the backstage well uh locker room reports about urban meyer he seems a little micromanaging he's he's that old style football coach mm-hmm. yeah uh he, he learned we knew from this about uh, urban meyer we knew this about him everybody who's seen where he's coached in college knew this about him well i mean i i knew he used i i know that he he gets health issues whenever he starts to do poorly Sure do. <laughs> I mean, we also knew that Urban Meyer is not exactly known for cultivating a healthy environment for his team and coaches. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot they, they uh, that, that was a thing healthy. when he was at Florida. Well, that, but I was thinking of Ohio State. Well, there there was a specific instance at Florida where some of his coaches came out, and I think this was while he was still out of the game before he actually went to Ohio State. Yeah. I think it was like a strength and conditioning coach or something. I completely forgot about the story over time. And, yeah, I, Urban Meyer is an ass. Yeah, no, he is. And it makes, and it makes it hard for you to feel bad for the guy, honestly. Yeah. It, I mean, it, with the reports as well that he knew about domestic violence, involving an Ohio State uh, assistant coach. That, that's the most recent That's issue. the most recent one, but there's a pattern of this. Yes. Of Urban Meyer not being known for a yeah, safe and healthy workplace environment. He needs, he needs to go to HR. Yeah. But uh, the Jaguars are also pretty bad. 
Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> I don't know. Not just that. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that great. Personally. He's a rookie. I he'll probably get better, but I agree with you that I don't. I I he's a he's not being too good. I'm sure he'll turn it around, but this is a bandwagon that I think the nation jumped on a little too early. Oh yeah, it's because he's six six. Like yeah, he's like six six two twenty. And he's got the sunshine look. And he's got the sunshine look. Mm-hmm. I think the I think the most uh, the most damning piece of evidence against the success of Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. is the fact that there's a girl on TikTok who looks exactly like him. <laughs> really? Yeah. What's it, what's her um? Uh, you know, I don't actually know it, but I think if you I'll look, look up, for, I'll look for her later. If you look up Trevor Lawrence TikTok mm-hmm. girl, you'll find it. It's pretty easy. I think Is this it was, like the dude who sounds exactly like Nick Saban. I don't know if I know that guy. I'll send you one of his videos. But yeah, she look she looks exactly like him, and like she'll do a thing. It's like it's playing music, and she's put she puts on a headband and a and an orange Clemson jersey, and then it does a side by side. And oh, I love that. It's 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 uncanny. You know what? Good for her for embracing it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence needs to not embrace it if he has already. <laughs> he needs to he needs to get this monkey off off his back if he's gonna actually be the quarterback that Jacksonville thinks he's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're gonna get into the into what's coming up this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. so we're going to, we're going to do this with Pickham. Uh, I don't know Ella's record. Uh, I'm going to start writing down her, her, uh, her picks. But I, I know, for the record, do not remember what I picked at all, except for West Virginia. She did get West Virginia right. And that's the one thing I remember specifically, but I'm going to start writing down her picks, uh, as we go here. So. Uh, we're going to start it off with uh, with my one-point game for this week. Also, also after, I had a good week last week. I am now holding a winning record in Pick'em. I'm actually pretty happy about it. I was sitting at, uh, at 9 and 11 going into week three. And, oh, I now, yeah, and I now have a winning record. I only lost three games. So uh, starting with the one-point game this week, I got UCLA – uh, over Stanford. I actually switched that one yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I got UCLA. Bully the nerds. Let's go. Bully the nerds. They're they're playing at Stanford, but uh, I don't know. There's something about UCLA. They look pretty good. I mean, they lost to Fresno last week, but Fresno is actually pretty good. They both deserve to be ranked. But yeah, UCLA is going to beat the nerds up, mm-hmm. and that'll be that. Uh, my two-point game, I got Notre Dame losing to Wisconsin and Chicago. This, game's in, this game is in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It, it is a game that should not be a neutral site game. They don't deserve it. It's a money grab. Clearly. But, However, I think it's a money grab that um, is in a nice location. I mean, Because yeah. it's in Chicago. And since we have no D3 pit of the week, I think that uh, Cal and his friends might go to see this one. Oh, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't. That would be a great game to go yeah. to. Yeah, I think they were thinking about going to Milwaukee to walk around for a bit, maybe. But I think they might go see this game. I know Cal mentioned it earlier that Notre Dame's playing a game there, and they might go see it. But anyway, I got Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, 
Notre Dame should lose. They should lose. Yes, they should. They should lose. They should just get more extended revenge for breaking the 47-game win streak. But Notre Dame just doesn't strike me as a team that can beat another good team. No. They're not fighters this season. They had trouble with Purdue. They had – they had trouble weeks uh, one and two as well. Uh, I didn't. I don't know if I picked any of their any of their games in the first couple weeks, but don't think so. Yeah, not in week one. Pretty sure I didn't pick them week two. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. That that just shows you how important their first two games were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were playing St. Mary's School for Stenography for the Blind or something. Yeah. So. Uh, I got I got Wisconsin winning there. Yep. Uh, three point game. K State playing Oklahoma State in Stillwater. I am so on the edge about this one. <laughs> I got K State. Man, I said I was going to pick OSU just for you. I put that on my notes in here. I said pick OSU to try and raise Aaron's morale. Well, so I'm going to stand by it, even if you're pitching K-State. Go ahead and stand by it, because I, I really am on the edge about this one. I, I have no idea, because while OSU managed to run the ball pretty well against uh, Boise State, K-State's defense is so much better. K-State, other than maybe, other than maybe Tulsa, <laughs> might be the best defense OSU faced, faces at this point of the year. Um, other than maybe Tulsa. Tulsa managed to do some pretty big things against Ohio State. You cannot shame me for saying that. <laughs> they showed they showed some guts. Let it ride. And then, uh, yeah. So I really, really think OSU is a chance, but I'm gonna stick to my guns and go with K State. All right. Going into that one, uh, four point. I got Memphis over UTSA. Both these teams are undefeated. Yeah, I'm going to go against you here and say, meep, meep, go Roadrunners. You're picking the Roadrunners. I like mm-hmm. that. I'm, I'm sure going to give – I'll give you that pick 100%. I sure like am. that. But Memphis is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. Mm-hmm. Memphis is going to win that one. Uh, pro- I, it might be pretty close. Like me- Memphis beat Mississippi State last week. Well, yeah, but I still think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, I think UTSA, one of the 14 UTs, as we discussed earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's got this. They look pretty good. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. They're deep. Uh, I, I looked at the preview. Their, uh, their offensive and defensive averages are flipped. Really? Like, Memphis is way more efficient on offense, but UTSA's defense – is just like on that same level of kind of efficiency, but they haven't really played anybody big at, at this point. That's a fun but, stat. No, it's the impossible no. uh, unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Yeah, but it's Memphis and UTSA. <laughs> I think both are very stoppable and very movable. <laughs> but their stats are equivalent, Aaron. The stats do not lie. Stats do not lie. Stats do not and lie. And here we go. My five-point pick. This is a big game here. Big Suey, I got the hogs. Give me the hogs. <laughs> Get your hog head on. I got the hogs too. Give me I the can, hogs. I cannot be stopped. Give me the hogs and Jerry World over AM. 
I'm so <laughs> ready for this game. Arkansas, man, they're going to go on a roll this season. I can just feel Hey, it. I just had a thought. What? Maybe Arkansas beats Bama this year. Maybe Arkansas beats Bama. I love it. I'm going to write that down. Team of um, destiny, maybe. We'll see how we'll see how it uh, how it goes till we get there because Arkansas still has to play Georgia this year. No, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm gonna write it down. Yeah. Uh, 9-21-2020. 2020. Aaron said that he thinks Arkansas is going to beat Alabama, and you I know said what? could. I, I said could. Don't misquote me. With them. Don't misquote <laughs> me. But yeah, Hogs are going to take it to the Aggies. Uh, that'll be a fun game. Also, another game that has no reason being in a neutral site. Man, Jerry makes, World, though, is yeah. going to be a fun one for Arkansas. Because, I mean, their fans are going to travel how for much that. larger Dallas is by an order of like multiple orders of magnitude than anything they have there in Arkansas. Yeah. This is going to be a fun trip for their fans. Oh, yeah. They're going to travel like crazy, too, like after they beat Texas like that. Oh, totally. Yeah. They're going to travel like they have, they've never traveled before. They have bought up, I'm sure, their whole ticket allocation. So, six-point game now. Uh, I got Texas. hate Texas. Texas is going to beat uh, Tech. I uh, never pick Texas, no matter how insurmountable the odds are. And I'm I can respect that. I can respect that, but there's it. no way Tech wins this game. It doesn't matter. I'm still picking Tech. All right. Well, I don't pick Texas, no matter what. It'll be fun if you're right. <laughs> it will. Sure will. It'll be fun if you're right. Uh, Seven-point game, I- Iowa State over Baylor. They're playing in Waco. Uh, Iowa State's probably going to start hitting their stride because they always, they're always they terrible in September, kind of like how OU is bad in October normally, which is why I'm scared. <laughs> going to be all right. Yeah. But Iowa State is totally a sleeper powerhouse of the Big 12. I mean, everybody yeah. forgets they exist, and then they get on a roll. Yeah, they're going to be bad. I don't know how you can say that when they're ranked. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Now, everyone did kind of forget about them after they lost to Iowa State. Not after they lost to Iowa. I'll, say, I'll give you that. I'm saying most seasons people look at the Big 12. If you ask people to name Big 12 teams, how long would it take before someone got to Iowa State in any week besides the week immediately after they beat us? Yeah, that's a good point. That's what I'm saying for forgettable. Yeah, uh, yeah Iowa State will beat Baylor. Yep. It'll be a really low-scoring game. Like, if you, if you bet on this game, whatever the, whatever the, the over-under is, you take the under. This is going to be the NASCAR race of games. <laughs> I mean, you are going to be able to take a nap through most of it and wake up and the story is almost essentially the same. Yeah. I, <laughs> it, it's going to be close and it's going to be – really gritty and gross mm-hmm. and yeah like Ella said you might you're probably going to be able to take a nap in the middle of that game and nothing will change this one's for you Wyatt <laughs> yep uh Oregon State at USC for my eight point I got USC winning that I think that's a pretty easy pick to make as bad yeah, as I USC, USC is I guess it's just the Pac-12 and they're bad uh USC is going to win that what the time talent. does this game kick off? 9.30. Of course it does. Pac-12 Perfect. after dark. Pac-12 after dark. Hold on, when does that uh, – oh, hey, UCLA is not Pac-12 after dark. What? They're at five. 
Oh, man. That's probably on the Pac-12 network, though, so we won't even be able to watch that. Probably, yeah. Oregon State at USC is our Pac-12 after dark of the week. And, yeah, I also got USC. I have almost no feelings about this game. Yeah. Uh, and then a uh, nine-point game, I got OU beating West Virginia and Norman. Same here. Um, hopefully, here's to the week that uh, OU finally decides to put it all together. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of theories – thinking that maybe Lincoln was holding back before conference play. Possibility. If that is true, then we should blow West Virginia out of the water in every sense of the word. Uh, but it's probably going it, to – this has the makings of a pretty scary game given how West Virginia played against Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. But I, given the history of, the, of this series, OU West Virginia, uh, I, West Virginia should not have a shot. I, yeah, no, I think we've got them handled. It's a night game. Fans will be up for it. I, 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 think, we'll, I think we'll get them. Yeah. Uh, and then the 10-point game, Michigan State's going to run roughshod over Rutgers. Uh, is it Michigan yeah. or is it Michigan State? Did I say Michigan State? You said Michigan State. It's not Michigan State. It's Michigan. Okay, it is Michigan because it's got Michigan on the show notes, but I wasn't sure. Jim, Jim Harbaugh is going to run roughshod over Rutgers. I just had this little note about this game that I put in when I pulled up uh, the Rutgers-Michigan name on ESPN, looking at the uh, latest news and updates from these teams. Best update from Rutgers, quote, Rutgers Scarlet Knights suspend two football players for incident involving paintball gun. This is the most recent ESPN update about the Rutgers football team. That just sounds fun. I got Michigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, too, have Michigan. Um, yeah. So I don't know what incident involving a paintball gun can you, you suspended from the football team. There were very little details in the article. Um, I hope it wasn't anything actually serious that I'm now joking about, but I can't imagine it could be. It's a paintball gun. It's a paintball gun. How serious can that be? (laughs) You know, that feels like the kind of quote that comes back to bite you in the butt. It probably does. (laughs) That's a, what are you going to do, stab me? Yeah, paintballs can hurt. I'm kind of with you there. It's a paintball gun. (laughs) I don't know. I, yeah, Jim Harbaugh beating up Rutgers. Second week in a row, we're talking about Michigan, mostly against my will. (laughs) But, yeah. Jim Harbaugh and the khakis are going to run Rutgers out of Michigan. It's going to be, it's going to be bad. Where is Rutgers anyway? Piscataway, New Jersey. (laughs) Why do you know that? Piscataway sounds like a secondary groundhog, you know, like Pusatani Phil is the main groundhog, but he's got like an upstart, Disrupting the industry rival groundhog named Piscataway Paul uh, or something. You know, I, I, I can see that. That's going to be Triple H's name in AEW. No. No, he, <laughs> he's going to go back to uh, using the actual three H names. I'm sure they have that copyrighted. He's going to be Hunter Hearst Helmsley. If they didn't copyright that sometime along the line he'll bring back the rena- he'll bring back the rich guy gimmick i want the little bow in his hair too exactly yeah anyway that that does it for our picks uh here's hoping for a good week oh, and yeah. uh we're gonna get into 
potentially one of my one of my favorite segments that I just kind of thought about. We're we're gonna do a new format here for Pillow Fight of the Week. I have rounded up three games from the NCAA and three games from the NFL, and we are going to pick which one we might think is the worst for each league. Oh boy. So here I didn't we go. understand that was what you meant when you wrote this down in the show notes, and that's worse than what I was thinking. We're doing this tournament style. Oh, so for college, we got I got Cal at Washington, Kansas at Duke, and then Washington State at Utah. Uh-huh. You sure do. Ella, what do you think? Mm, uh, um, I uh, Duke, Ugh, Duke, I mean, Duke is a basketball school through and through, as is Kansas, and if this was a basketball game, it would be an absolutely fantastic matchup I would love to watch. Uh, but this but sadly, isn't, this isn't basketball. Sadly, it's a football game, and <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with Kansas-Duke. Cal Washington's got some good potential, too. Just because that is, that is absolutely, if I pulled names out of the hat for a football game starting at 10.30 p.m., I would probably get Cal Washington 12 times out of 10. But, and Washington State at Utah is also a fun one because any of the Utah schools are a little unpredictable. But I think I'm going to go with Kansas Duke for uh, Pillow Fight of the Week. And That's then I am picking Duke. Oh, well, yep. you just ruined it. You just ruined the whole <laughs> point of pillow fight of the week. Am I not allowed to pick? No, no, you can pick. I'm just saying you picked the wrong team. <laughs> I picked Duke. Duke. Uh, Kansas, so, Kansas at least is in the Big 12. I couldn't tell you what conference Duke is in. Duke is in the ACC. Really? Yes. How? They've always been in it. I know, but like, ugh, really? The ACC is a real conference. I would have thought Duke was in like. The ACC is not a real conference. All they got is Clemson, and even they suck this year. Okay, but the ACC still counts as a real conference. So, I totally, yeah. So now we're going to get to my pick for what I think might be the. I, I'm just going to dissect each one of these. Um, Hi. Let's see here. Uh, Washington State, Utah. Both of these teams are one and two. Just to just to get That's this out awful. there, Utah lost to San Diego State last week. I had no idea that would happen, and it wow. did. Uh, <laughs> and Washington State uh, lost to USC last week, but they also lost to Utah State in week one. So, yeah, they already lost to one Utah team, so Washington State's probably going to win there. I really, really actually want to go with Cal Washington for this, but just the okay. fact that Kansas and Duke are playing just makes it – it's just – it's a tough pick. Kansas is yeah. one and two, but they actually haven't looked completely inept. Okay. Hear me out on this. They actually gave Coastal a fight until the last few minutes of the game. Much as I love the Crystal Chanticleers, they're not actually as good as we like to meme them out to be. But, but hold on now. But it's Kansas. I get it. Yeah. 
Duke is two and one. They're actually the only team on this list with a winning on these list of three games with a winning record. Doesn't mean anything. They're Duke. They are Duke. That's a good point. So you know what? Yeah, I am gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Cal Washington. All right. Uh, they're just awful. <laughs> it's Washington. Washington lost to Michigan 31 to 10 in week two. They lost to Montana in week one. Montana. They didn't even put, they've only put up seven points against Montana. Let that sink in. Let's try it. They did beat Arkansas state 52 to three. And that was their first win. And then Cal, on the other hand, lost to Nevada week one, and they lost to TCU in week two. But then they beat Sacramento State 42-30, to but they allowed 30 points to Sacramento State. I mean, these records are just like That's a school in Sacramento, California. They're the capital of California, but who actually likes Sacramento? I didn't know Sacramento was the capital of California. I know Austin's Austin's probably going to give me some major crap about it, but like you give up 30 points to Sacramento state, (laughs) Uh, you deserve to be in the pillow fight of the week. So we are split on that. All right. We're split on that. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to take Cal to win that game. I'm going to take Cal to win that game. And Ella, I hope you are wrong about your pick for pillow fight. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I also do, but I think I th- I don't like Duke. Don't get me wrong, I don't like Duke. Hawks Duke. by a million. Hawks by a million. Rot chalk, baby. So uh, NFL, you don't know any of these. I sure do not. But I think this pick, this pick is obvious. So I'm actually gonna lick. I'm gonna list the 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 game that I think is going to be pillow fight of the week. I'm gonna list that last. Okay. So I'm going to go Indianapolis at Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Indianapolis, uh, they, they, they're coming, up a lo- coming off a loss. Tennessee has just looked terrible to start the year. They got blown up by the Cardinals to start. And I don't think they won, they won last week either. It's, they're, mm-hmm. just, they're just looking bad. Tragic. Uh, Jets and the Broncos, obviously, you got the Jets. Right. The Broncos are undefeated. Why are they in the pillow fight of the week then, Aaron? Because they're the Broncos, and I don't trust them. I don't see them going anywhere. You know, wait, hold on. They might have lost. They might have lost. I'm probably wrong about this. I I don't do near as much research on my NFL teams as I do college. Because no one likes the NFL, except for Baker. That's not true. Uh, Let's see. Denver and – yeah. Broncos are undefeated, but I picked them on name value alone. Because wow. they're Denver, and they haven't shown me anything in the years prior to prove that they don't belong in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, there really is only one true NFL pillow fight of the week, and that is Atlanta playing at the New York Giants. These might be the two worst teams in the NFL this year, and, I, and that's probably going to hold true for the rest of the season. Atlanta got killed by Philadelphia in Ooh. the first week. Wow, the Eagles. And then the Giants just find ways to screw themselves over. Well, who's your pick then, Aaron? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm probably going to take the Giants. 
All right. Because the Giants actually managed to almost win a game last week. Root, root, root for the home team, I guess. Yeah, the Giants managed to almost beat the football team last week. Oh, man, they almost beat the football team. Well, uh, Atlanta allowed Tom Brady to throw five touchdown passes. <laughs> Good for Tom Brady. And Tom Brady still said he could play better. <laughs> hey, the man's taking his victory lap. Yeah. Uh, the Giants... Yeah. The Giants just find ways to lose that you wouldn't even think possible. And I, I don't think – and so, so for this game, something just has to give. Mm-hmm. And I think the Giants are actually going to find a way to not lose. All right, all right. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll prove me wrong go to 0-3, but that means somehow Atlanta wins. It's the obvious pick for Pillow Fight of the Week this week. So there you go. Two pillow fights of the week. Me and Ella are split at Cal, Cal at Washington and Kansas at Duke. Then the NFL. I don't think I've seen a game by any of these teams, possibly ever, unless they played the Browns at some point last season. Well, I assure you they're still bad. Uh, no, I'm just saying. So yeah. I have no standing on which to pit, but I'm just going to choose Atlanta to be contrary. We'll see who wins. Yeah. But that is undoubtedly the pillow fight of the week. Uh, if you want to see some bad football, find a way to watch any of those games. You'll probably hate yourself for doing so. Uh, and with that, uh, uh, that, that's the end of the show. Uh, we post every Thursday. This will Every show gets posted on the OCAST SoundCloud and Spotify, as well as my own SoundCloud and website. Uh, check us out next week where maybe we'll talk about the Trevor Lawrence hair versus hair match. We don't know who his opponent will be. Uh, we'll work on it. And we'll talk about many other things as they come up. I usually write these shows last minute. Anyway, uh, join us. There's always room in the cheap seats. Thanks for listening.